Welcome to the Harmony and Healing Podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care with health and wellness. I'm Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, certified personal trainer, writer, and now podcaster, coming to you from Baltimore, Maryland, with my co-host, Brina Lee. I am a trumpet player, a tarot card reader, and a TikTok video vlogger. Today, we'll be talking all about sleep, how much you get, benefits of sleep, sleep hygiene, and prioritizing sleep. This week has been one of my worst sleepy weeks ever. I'm usually a very good sleepy girl, but with moving and everything and my kitten running around at night with his bell on, it has been a very hard time getting sleep. How about you, Jazzy? Um, my sleep has actually been pretty good recently. Like I finally established my, my routine again. So I'm waking up early, like around six now, and I'm going to bed early, like around 1030. So things have been good the past few days. I am peanut butter and jealous. Um, <laughs> I've literally been waking up like three times every single night. It's been really frustrating. Um, I've been like trying to like, I don't know, just like run more, do anything to just like try to get myself to like stay asleep. And it's not working. I'm borderline I mean, melatonin, but I'm pretty sure it's just the moving stress like that I can't avoid. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. You're in transition right now, so it's not going to be easy. Yeah, it's like the new, new bed thing. is like I've been on like three different beds in the past month. And I think my brain's finally like, I would like comfortability. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tired of this moving around thing. I'm also... Um, I'm so I'm sorry. Random astrology fact about Brie. Um, I am mainly like a fixed sign person. So like eight of my placements in my chart are fixed signs. So I kind of like really, really, really love just being in one place. And I hate moving around. I hate it. I hate leaving places and I hate moving around. I like stability. I like routine. It gives me a lot of joy and comfort. I hate it here. <laughs> I hate Soon. it here um since pandemic started <laughs> that's like when you took away my like comfort and safety routines Ugh. the way I would give to have my routine I had right before the pandemic happened the way I'd give to live one more crappy day in that 12-hour work day I hated myself at the end of every day but it was so fun it was so fun I do that I do that right now just because of structure Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, not just the structure. It was a good routine. I woke up at like 6 a.m. every day and like went straight to college music. I always practiced at like 7 a.m. I always had like, you know, my classes like 8 to like noon, had lunch with my friends at noon, had rehearsals 2 to like 7, hanged out with my friends like 7 to 10. It was always a good bop. How much sleep did you get when you were doing that? 10 to 6. Oh, okay. So that's a solid seven hours. Yes, right? Ma'am. Or nine? Nope. That's eight, eight hours. Yeah. That's I nine. get a good night's sleep, but I run around the whole day. I missed that. Yeah. Well, so your routine was good because the Sleep Foundation actually recommends seven to nine hours of sleep for adults 18 and older. Period. People <laughs> are always like, how do you do it, Brie? How do you run around so long and so often? And I'm like, I just get enough sleep. 
it's not that deep, but a lot of people don't. Like they're going to bed at like 3 a.m. and wondering why they hate every moment they're awake. And I'm like, ah, it sounds like a really horrible formula for life. But I mean, sleep's also, one of those things it's easy to forget about because it seems like you're not being productive when you're sleeping because you're literally not doing anything. You're just sitting. I mean, you're lying in bed with your eyes closed for hours. Like that's literally what sleeping is, but it is the most productive thing you can do. Back to my capitalist propaganda. Um, It's also like very not pro-capitalist to be like sleeping often. Like it makes you feel like you're being lazy if you sleep that long and you're not doing things, but it actually makes your waking hours a lot more valuable when you take that. Yeah, but um, before we get into benefits of sleep, uh, to figure out if you're getting enough sleep, you can finally just determine how much you're getting currently and then reflect on how you feel. So ask yourself, are you happy, healthy, and productive with this amount of sleep I'm getting? So if you're getting seven hours of sleep and you're not really productive, then that probably means you actually need more than seven hours of sleep. Then do you rely on caffeine? If you need coffee to keep yourself productive throughout the day that means you're not getting enough sleep so you need to figure out how to not do that and then also does your sleep change depending on timing or schedule so on the weekends do you tend to sleep in longer than you do on the weekdays because if that's the case that means you're trying to make up for a sleep debt which doesn't actually work so you would like to get it so you're consistent throughout the week yeah another side of that token is uh getting groggy like if you catch yourself like constantly needing naps during the day like you're like oversleeping like I know some people who will sleep like from they'll go to bed at 2 a.m right so like oh I went to bed really late but they'll also wake up at like 2 p.m which is also a little too long (laughs) like you can also oversleep bestie so if you sleep at 2 a.m like please feel like you gotta wake up around 10 like don't cancel the whole day. <laughs> yeah. And then oversleep is also a sign of depression. So then you should probably go see a therapist if that is the case. Those are the sleep guidelines before we talk about benefits of sleep. Benefits of sleep. First off, reduce stress. Like I said, like you're just kind of crabby overall if you're not getting enough sleep. Yeah. Sleep and stress are very correlated. So Usually people who are more stressed get less sleep and people who get less sleep are more stressed. So it kind of goes back and forth and it's what you don't know what's causing the other. So you need to figure out, at least try to get the sleep in check and then maybe your stress will be in check too. Yeah, you don't want to wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Oh my gosh. You can't make jokes like that if you didn't sleep enough. Okay. Actually, that's not true. Actually, I'm way funnier when I'm tired. You should see me during finals week. It's pretty iconic. See, are you funnier when you're tired? Or is it that you perceive yourself funnier because your threshold is lower because you're tired? You know, you never know. Honestly, that's an interesting topic because it's like, I always question if I'm actually funny half the time because I know that my laugh is funny too. So a lot of time, you know, it's like a two in one package, but like sometimes people are just laughing at the laugh. And I know that when I'm tired, my laugh gets crazy. Like I have no, I don't know what's happening. Like basically like ghost possessions are my laughter when I'm tired. Um, 
and finals week I'm like usually sleeping like three hours because I'm a notorious procrastinator so finals week is my time to shine because <laughs> uh, I don't know if you noticed in my schedule I did that silly thing where I never programmed like studying or homework time it was just like the homies rehearsals and practice <laughs> yeah I, I do that too it's easy to forget. It's just like sleep, you know, you can forget it. <laughs> and meditation. You can just be like, you can do like a quite good like month without doing either thing and then be like, oh, geez. And exercise. That kind of piled up. And exercise, that too. That <laughs> piled up on me. I was like, dang, I want to wear this swimsuit, but I do not feel the way I would like to feel in this swimsuit, unfortunately. And it's weird because I actually, I have lost a lot of weight, like a lot more weight but um I haven't been working out so it's a lot of like and I've been eating a lot of junk food so I'm like skinny fat right now oh gosh <laughs> you need like, to come I to looked, the gym Let, let's know. work on you I looked more toned like 30 pounds heavier it's ridiculous <laughs> probably lost like all muscle That's... literally that literally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are like you look so small like you look snatch queen and I'm like yeah but I just like miss the gains because I'm it sucks moving when you don't have your muscle <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like carrying all this crap when I don't have my like normal strength I'm like genuinely sore and it's stupid because I'm not even I can't even carry like big loads to begin with hmm. actually correction playing with my cat makes my arm sore that's how lame I am right oh now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like jingle the toy for like 10 minutes straight. It's a moment. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Any whoosies. Another one is reduced chance of illness. So if you're trying not to catch Miss Rona or her Delta auntie, then you might want to get your sleep on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a study that um, said that people with less than seven hours of sleep were actually three times more likely to catch the common cold when they were deliberately exposed to the virus. So sleep boosts your immune system. And without that, you're probably going to get sick. Like it makes me think of how every school of music has like a plague in the middle of the semester where everybody gets sick. It's probably because nobody is sleeping. Bro, it's literally that. It's literally that. I was about to say like, there's this like super gross period of like every, well, it's also like, if you, especially like when you enter a place too, there's always like that moment, but then everyone gets sick again, like before finals when everyone's panicking about grades again. And they're like, whoa, we're in school. I don't know. <laughs> no one's sleeping anymore. Everyone's suddenly at the library at like midnight, you know? That's when everyone gets sick. It's so gross. But we so, all still keep showing up because I don't, I feel like colleges of music need to work on their attendance policies. Yes. I am that's like, like why 100%. we all get sick. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you can't miss a single class because you're going to miss like half the curriculum. But I feel like the penalty of not showing up to class should be the fact that you're not showing up to class. That means you're not learning that day. So like it's on you if you decide to skip half of your classes, then you're not getting the instruction, you know? Literally that most of my music education classes at Florida State had this rule of like, if you miss more than two classes, 
then any absence after will drop you a letter grade instantly. So if you miss like seven classes, you, no, not even, if you miss like five classes, you fail. No, not even that, because they also had a policy that if you got less than a C in those classes, you failed, not like a D or something. So it was like, if you missed two days and had an A, you'd be at a B. But if you missed two, sorry, if you had missed three days, you didn't have an A, you'd be at a B. If you had missed three days and had a B, you'd fail the class. And I'm like, what type of life or death consequence are you putting on this? You know, I'm not going to spend that money again or look at you again. Let me just show up to this class. I can't afford the doctor. I can't be running around with a doctor every time. Because those notes are so cumbersome. Like, I feel like there's like a whole privilege tax on getting a doctor's note that no one really talks about. Yeah, I mean, because then you have to go into the office and then I feel like it's a hassle when you ask your doctor too. like, it's not like it's easy to get a doctor's note. For some reason, they have to give you an issue about it. So also another better benefit of sleep is better social interactions. So when you're not getting enough sleep, you end up having like worse interactions with the people around you as well. When I don't have enough sleep, I definitely get in this state of mind where I think everyone hates me. And then the people around me also think I hate them because I have like, RBF all day if I don't get enough sleep. I like never smile if I'm sleepy. I need sleep. I need food. I get very hangry. I get very sleepy. So if I don't get like my eight hours, I look very rude. (laughs) Yeah, I can relate to that. (laughs) Because before (laughs) I used to prioritize sleep and I would be getting like five or six hours and functioning like that. Like I was always just a very negative person in general, which is. Also, like another benefit of sleep is better mood. So I guess they kind of go hand in hand because if you're having negative social interactions, naturally your mood is going to be low and then you're going to look angry, which is going to make your social interactions bad. So then everything is just, it's a terrible cycle. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like that if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, again, check in with that sleep ratio on things if you can and try to like use that to help yourself. And of course, all the other things you can do. Um, it's also good for helping out with perceiving other like people's emotions too so like back to like that I also think everyone like low-key hates me when I'm like sleepy because I'm like sitting there like with I feel like I'm rubbing like you know like the joke where it's like my two brain cells rubbing together going into better cognitive function I guess I feel like when um I'm on like two hours of sleep. I'm just rubbing together two brain cells that didn't get enough rest. <laughs> I don't have any like proper juice left in me to do anything anymore. Yeah. There was one study that showed people when they like looked at photos, perceived people's emotions incorrectly when they were sleep deprived compared to when they had enough sleep. So it's a very real thing. Another thing that sleep does is it gives you better cognitive function. So sleep is correlated with improved memory, productivity, and performance. And then sleep deprivation actually does the opposite. So it decreases your memory, your productivity, and like your general work performance. So again, just try to get enough sleep to maximize that and your potential throughout the day. But more energy to make better choices. Want to chat on that? Yeah. So when you don't get enough sleep, it's very easy to skip exercise and eating healthy because you're, you're tired. So you're like, Oh, I'm too tired to go work out because you didn't get enough sleep or I'm too tired to make dinner. So let me go get fast food or things like that. You also, there has been, um, it has been shown that people when 
they don't get enough sleep, they tend to actually eat more calories in order to make up for the energy that they missed through getting sleep. So get enough sleep and then you'll naturally end up making better choices. So when talking about sleep, it's important to talk about sleep hygiene. So sleep hygiene is basically um, the way you prepare your nights in order to set up for your day. And it is what promotes consistent uninterrupted sleep. Yeah, I've actually been seeing a lot of videos that talk about how even what you think about before you go to sleep sets you up for the next day. So make sure you're also thinking like positive thoughts if you can, or even like think about like the things that you want in your life, like just visioning like what you want for yourself before you go to your sleep, because that does like affect your subconscious. So like try to avoid thinking about your anxieties before bed, because that will lead to like nightmares and waking up with those anxieties too. But if you want to wake up in a positive way, like try thinking about more positive things before you go to sleep. Exactly. In general, here are some tips for developing good sleep hygiene. Um, Establishing a cutoff time from work and social media. Definitely good because like, let's say you have a negative work interaction right before you go to bed. You're not going to be able to sleep well because you'll be thinking about like what work tomorrow is going to look like or what the negative consequences of the interaction can be. Same with social media, because if you like hear about something really negative happening and now you're like thinking about like the latest thing Donald Trump said while you're trying to go to bed, it's not going to be a good vibe. You're not going to get good sleep. You're going to feel miserable in the morning. You're going to feel miserable at night. You're going to feel miserable all the next day. So just try to cut off yourself from work and social media about like an hour before you plan to go to bed because then it gives you time to just be in the moment and purposefully exist to get good sleep. And this is something that you want to establish, like with with any boundary, you want to establish from the beginning, if you can, it will look kind of like, just know, like if you are the type of person who is always responding, like till the crack of dawn, and you suddenly don't respond at all at like 10 p.m., people may take that some kind of So you may want to like disclose to them if you are changing up like a consistency, be like, hey, I plan on making these boundaries in my life, like, you know, sleep better if they like, if they are used to you responding at that time. But otherwise, like if you're starting a new job or a new meeting, a new person, don't like make the habit of responding like late if you don't plan on doing that. Yeah. Go check out our boundaries episode if you have the chance, I think. Was that episode two? I think so. Yeah set that boundary early. Yep. Cause otherwise it's hard to go back and then you offend people and then it's a whole big deal. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot, like I said, a lot of people like do respect the sleep thing. We are all human. So can't really argue with the sleep thing. <laughs> and then nobody can force you to stay awake either. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, you're the one in charge of your own sleep. You're the one who controls whether or not you have a good night of sleep. Like you can try to blame the circumstances as much as you can, but that's not going to do anything for you because if you're the one who's answering work emails at 10 o'clock at night, you're the one answering work emails at 10 o'clock at night. No one is making you do that. Mm -hmm. So if you feel negative because of that, that's on you. Yeah. You got to reach a point of like contentment. And then of course the, they aren't even paying me out this hour thought you know like that was none of my business I I'm not even on this clock anymore like and also again there's the whole thing of mental rest and all that jazz be ready for sleep so another tip that kind of coincides with um getting a cutoff time from work and social media is actually creating a bedtime and uh 
consistent wake time. So creating a bedtime will enable you to determine when you need to shut off all your stuff that you need to do. So when you create a bedtime, just choose a time that you know you're going to be able to get that seven to nine hours. So for me, my bedtime is 1030 and I try to wake up around 630. And that's what I do consistently because there I get eight hours of sleep. If I'm going to bed at 1030, I shut off all my contact around nine. Then I have an hour and a half to just kind of what I do is I usually listen to podcasts and play with the chinchillas and then just get myself together. Yeah, I really like to use that last hour in like an ideal world where I'm taking care of myself and in a routine and like in a home. Um, I usually like to spend that last hour, um, you know, unplugging. So I'll switch from like Spotify to listening to records. And then I'll do like my end of day cleanup, because I really like to wake up to a uh, clean space. I hate waking up to having to do chores because that adds more time to the morning, because I don't like to leave the house messy. Yeah. And then this also goes with um, creating a bedtime routine or ritual, because often people tend to think that it's a morning ritual that's necessary. So then they kind of ignore the evening ritual. They just jump into bed and then they hope that they're ready to go to bed. But like you never start your morning by just like hopping out of bed and running a mile, like a mile. Yeah, you're not you're not doing that. You need to mentally prepare for that mile. You need to like brush your teeth. You need to eat breakfast, you don't do things immediately. So just like you don't do things immediately upon waking up, you shouldn't be trying to sleep immediately upon lying down. So develop some sort of routine or ritual that will enable you to wind down um, before you try to fall asleep. For me, that involves using blue light blocking glasses um, and turning off my lights or dimming my lights as much as I can because light actually interrupts your, your sleep cycle something with melatonin I don't know but it does have an effect Mm, that's interesting I definitely am the type to like leave a light on some baby but I probably should not do that yeah just there's a lot of LEDs nowadays so like LED lights because they have that blue light in them they, they tend to actually like mess up how your hormones work before you go to bed so it will keep you up longer and it will give you poor quality sleep like I, I actually noticed a significant change in my sleep quality, depending on whether I did put on my blue light blocking glasses two hours before I went to bed, or if I did dim my lights as much as I could, I tend to just not sleep as well. Even if I do go to the bed the same time and I wake up the same time, I just feel less refreshed. Oh, the don't consume caffeine too late. Yeah, I try a my like, standard cap on coffee at 6 p.m. There's, because that's like when it's breaching a... Uh madness so like let's say i'm going out somewhere i'll have a 6 p.m coffee that's like the rare occasion i'll have like a 6 p.m coffee but um i don't know i know mad men who will drink coffee at 10 p.m like animals and i'm like what are you where are you staying up for what is this what is the 10 p.m to 6 a.m rush you've got you know so I wouldn't even recommend drinking coffee as late as 6 p.m. That's so late. <laughs> That's like if I wanted to, like, if someone invited me, like, I said this, like, in last week's episode, because I accidentally went on a sleepy girl rent last week's episode, but I'll redo it for this week's episode if you want to hear that. I don't like going to parties after 10 p.m. If you invite me to a party after 10 p.m., I kind of think it's it's a big sad for me. That's like the one time I have to like get myself to drink coffee. Because 10.30 p.m. is my uh, standard bedtime. 
So to get me to stay up past 1030 is super weird for me, honestly. And I only do it like three times a year. If someone invites me to like one of those dumb parties that starts. So I need 6 p.m. coffee for that. Okay. Yeah. The only time I drink coffee past 6 p.m. is if I'm like, for some reason, road tripping in the middle of the night, which I do more often than I want to. (laughs) But other than that, like usually I stop drinking caffeine by two because I think it takes four to six hours for caffeine to leave your system. So if you're trying to get ready for bed, um, I think four should be the latest because then you can start getting ready for bed around eight and then that caffeine will be leaving your system at that time. Mm, yeah. Also avoiding large meals um, before two, three hours before bed. Very, very true very very valid something I actually just started doing around like two no that's been like three years that like I don't eat two to three hours before bed and that's really improved my stomach aches that I used to get before bed because I used to eat like right before bed and then just kind of knock out on the couch when I was like running around a lot but then I was like nah you kind of gotta stop eating a little earlier than that if you don't want to like constantly have stomach aches (laughs) Yeah. And then it also goes with your circadian rhythm as well, because your digestive system is linked to that. So when you eat right before you go to bed, your digestive system is still working to digest that meal. So your body is going to be naturally more awake because it's actively doing something, even though you're trying to go to sleep. So try Um, to avoid. hmm? Could you pause and take a beat to give a definition on circadian rhythm? Oh, yeah. Um, so I kind of know what it means, but I think the audience would appreciate like a more specific definition. So I've always like heard that term of like, you know, the rhythm to your body. And like, I see the value in it. Like I was just going to say like, you know, like working with kids and like nursery in particular, like I always had to deal with like the napping charts with the babies I would take care of. And like nap time is serious. Like we don't play around. It's really important that babies like have a stable like sleep routine and like get develop into one that way their bodies can develop properly like if your body doesn't know when it has the time to grow it doesn't know when to put things where it needs to go you know yeah so the sleep foundation defines circadian rhythm as the 24-hour cycles that are part of the body's internal clock running in the background to carry out essential functions and processes one of the most important and well-known circadian rhythms is the sleep and wake cycle Does eating fit into there? Like when you eat? Yes. What else would fit into there? Would just be like sleeping, eating, like exercising, like movement? Yeah, but most of what you do throughout the day actually impacts your circadian rhythm because it impacts the hormones in your body. The hormones in your body also impact your circadian rhythm. I did not do the research in order to get into all the science stuff like behind all that stuff right now. No, yeah. (laughs) There's just the way your hormones flow throughout the day is impacting how well you're going to be able to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So, prioritizing sleep again, schedule your bedtime, wake time, and wind down time. Like, make a routine out of both processes and try not to get too fixated on just waking up and getting out instantly. Like, give yourself that time to wind down and schedule a time to be in bed by. Exactly. And then like we mentioned before, in order to prioritize sleep and get a good night's sleep, just limiting your use of electronics, turning down the lights, not eating before bed, 
and just doing things like that. Find something that is relaxing in order to help you fall asleep. My relaxing thing is just listening to a podcast and then kind of journaling on my phone, even though that's using electronics, but that's what I do. Um, do you have any sort of relaxing thing you do in your routine? I will listen. I will just listen to records. Like I literally will just sit and listen. I have a lot of records that I haven't, I still haven't listened to all the records I own because I thrift a lot and I'll like accidentally get like seven records because they're like a dollar each, you know, but I like don't actually have enough time to like listen to other records that I'm hearing. Like that takes a while to get through. Um, so I'll just listen to records before bed. Um, I like to write before bed. I have like a journal app for like when I'm on the go, but I really prefer to write. Yeah. There's also a podcast that I used to listen to before I went to bed called Sleep With Me. Um, if you haven't checked it out, it's really good. It always ends up putting me to sleep. It, the guy just talks about like nonsense in a really boring voice for like an hour and a half. And then you just drift off to sleep while he's doing that. And it's really, it was good for me when I needed it. I used to love reading before bed. I need to get back on that because I've tried doing um, reading when I wake up. But it just feels like a cumbersome like stopping point in my morning routine. So another way that you can prioritize sleep is treating sleep as your number one activity to make your next day successful. So like I said before, people often prioritize their morning routine. Like I must have a great morning in order to have a good day. But your morning starts the night before. Whatever you do the night before is going to determine how your next day is going to go. So in order to realize that you need to put effort into your sleep, just try to realize that sleep is what's going to make you successful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, remember that your sleep is more valuable than an episode of your favorite show, an extra lurk on social media, an extra video on TikTok, or any other like pointless, brainless task you would have done on your phone in front of a screen. Take care of yourself, you know, <laughs> that wasn't going to help you anymore. Yeah, I know a lot of people tend to push off sleep because they want to get their Netflix time in and then they treat that that's their self-care that they need. But wait, do people actually believe they need to like clock into Netflix and put in five hours? Some people do. That's wild. <laughs> I try to reduce my screen time as much as possible and I feel like a pig for like every minute I sit in front of a screen so I can't imagine being like oh I didn't do my five hours of Netflix today I'd be like yay I didn't waste my day sitting on the couch in front of Netflix today capitalism didn't take my life away again yeah I know a lot of people like they'll just say that they need to watch something and then it's their me time when they sit and watch something but your me time is your sleep too like that that is self-care that is the most I guess, like selfish in a good way, the thing that you can do for yourself. TV can definitely be me time. Like, I feel like right after work type B when you're like running around and like you just need a moment to like show off your brain and have like something to cheer you up and entertain you. TV is awesome. However, TV can also be very numbing and like kind of like mindless you want to make sure that you're not wasting your waking hours of the day not mentally engaged in a positive way so if like you're going to work and like you know you'd like did the time at work and like if you possibly have a job that you may not enjoy the mental work that you do and you didn't have that moment of like 
positive mental wellness in your day and you just sat in front of a screen and then knocked out, that's not too great for your mental health either. Like you could take the time to like do more activity in your day. Yep. Ooh, make your evening routine um, something you look forward to. Yeah, that's why I like listening to records like only at that time or like reading my book only at that time. So it was like a sacred hour of the day, but also like giving utility to something that I wanted to use. Yeah, for me, my evening routine, it's just always like I know I'm going to be able to like finally listen to my mind pub podcast because that's the only time of the day that I will listen to that podcast. And it is something that I'm like looking forward to. Like I'm kind of waiting like, okay, is it nine o'clock where I can stop looking at my email now and I can get ready with my podcast and then just kind of sit on my beanbag chair and just vibe, you know? So Mm -hmm. find something that's going to make it something that you're looking forward to. Yeah. Ooh, avoid scheduling meetings too close to bedtime. And you know, sometimes that's going to look like when they send you that doodle poll and that randomly has those late night options, making sure you don't check them. Because I made that mistake one time and I got wrecked because, uh, you know, I'm a 1030 sleeper, but everyone else in that meeting was not a 1030 sleeper. So they were very comfortable with a 9 p.m. meeting and I hated it there. I very, very, very much hated it there because I wanted to be a <laughs> or at the very least I wanted to that's the other thing is like I'm also like needing to go to sleep at 10 p.m but I'm also like on top of like the phone being done I also don't want to talk to anyone at 9 p.m really so I feel kind of like awkward in like those social situations that have me out late that's kind of where you'll catch me I guess in a more shy mood I'm just sleepy I'm not like <laughs> It's very hard for me to like look very enthusiastic or like energetic at a party like late at night because I'm just not used to being up late at night, especially like I think the pandemic would have ruined any part of me that was going to become a night owl in college. Because again, it really was going to be like external influences that would have ever made Bree stay up past 10 to 30 p.m. And when I started quarantining, I'm just like, I go to bed at 10 30 now, period. Like, <laughs> So I think like my biggest fear half the time is like looking rude at 9 p.m. So I hate those Zoom meetings at 9 p.m. because my RBF comes out hard. So just avoid scheduling meetings close to your bedtime because it's not like you have the mental energy just to be entertaining people like that. Yeah, even when I do make the mistake of scheduling a meeting too late, I always just find a way to dip by 9.30. I'm just like, oh, gotta go. Sorry, something's happening. And then I just leave the meeting. Stop. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no I have like a weird I don't know I've never left a zoom meeting without like a technical like genuine technical failure or like even when I have another thing after I usually still like just feel into like I can't anymore I don't know I feel like in zoom meetings we all signed up for a war we have to finish together <laughs> like you know no one wants to be there I try to just like push through even when I hate it yeah I I guess I'm too stubborn with my my routines to do that (laughs) because I I do not care who you are if if it is messing with my sleep I we're done like it's just not happening (laughs) (laughs) yeah I gotta 
yeah, I, again, the only thing that would mess up my sleep is an external influence. So that's what I mean by like, uh, I would have a tough time like rejecting people. Um, I would end up staying up late or like drinking a 6 p.m. coffee because I don't want to disappoint people. And I know that like my sleep schedule is an outlier for my age group, or at least in Florida, it is. Because most people like in Tallahassee were up to like 2 a.m. So it was like super weird that I was like inaccessible at 1030 through 2 a.m. That's when a lot of them like would want to go out and hang out with each other. So I would be like that one weird friend that was like never available when everyone was going out. Yeah, I know for me, when I was in my undergrad, I didn't really care about sleep. So I was one of those people who go to bed at like 3 a.m. Because like, why not? Um, but like since becoming a grad student and the pandemic starting, I think I started last, actually, no, just in January is when I started actually going to bed at a decent time. Cause before I would go to bed around, like I would always aim for midnight. And then if it was like later than midnight, it just kind of happened to be later because something happened and I couldn't go to bed earlier, but it, it was just because I wasn't prioritizing sleep. So when new year's came this year, 2021, I decided, okay, I'm going to go to bed early and I'm going to wake up early and that's just what I'm going to go to do, ah, what I'm going to do. So that's just what I do now. And it does like mess with some people who were expecting you to be up that late. Like I know talking to my mom, sometimes she's just like, hey, like, let's talk. And I'm like, nope, it's 10 o'clock. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I just accepted that I'm kind of like an old woman when it comes to going to bed on time. Retweet. Three freaking tweet. I went through a curve in like my sorry, the mic was very far from me. Retweet. Um, but I went through like a curve in my undergrad with like partying and staying up late because my freshman and sophomore year, like I lived in the dorm on campus. So I was definitely like super inclined to stay up late because I lived on a floor of like all trumpet playing people who were like really great friends of mine. So we would hang out a lot at night. So I would be up like really late when I lived in the dorm but once I got out the dorm I kind of snapped back in like my normal routine of just like going to bed which made me like super inaccessible once I got out the dorm because no one wants to hang out at 10 a.m with me and go to brunch (laughs) they're all very angry at 10 a.m I love brunch so underrated brunch brunch is the best meal and you can like go to like such a nice place for brunch and like not break the bank but dinner dinner's serious financially (laughs) dinner is like i'm selling an egg on dinner like if you go to like a fancy place for dinner you can go like the same four-star restaurant for brunch and they're like that'll be like 20 bucks and i'm like you know you, you can have that money that was a good meal you know i i think the best brunch i ever had was like a lemon pound cake french toast with blueberry syrup in my hometown in Connecticut. That's loud. Nice. Uh, <laughs> moving back into prioritizing sleep, uh, utilize your phones, like do not disturb and downtime features. And I know that like your computer can also have its own, like, you know, if you have a like, Google Chrome, you can get an extension for like timing out apps at certain times. You can? I yeah. didn't know that. Oh. Um, okay. I'm going to look into that. I know a couple of people that do that to like keep themselves from their social media apps during their work day. 
or like their proposed work day to try to limit their screen time. So like you can like lock yourself out of um, like Facebook, Twitter, like nine to five. Yeah, it's so often chose. those notifications that are the things that will draw you back into your phone, like after your like go to bed hours, because they just say, "Oh, so and so did this thing," and then you want to check it immediately, and then now it's too late. You're already on your phone, even though it's past your bedtime, and then you get stuck on your phone because it's past your bedtime, and you're just scrolling through Instagram, and it's suddenly midnight, and that has happened a lot. So I just use do not disturb now in order to make sure that that doesn't happen. And then I used to use the downtime feature where it like closes all the apps that you let it close um, at a, after a certain time. I had disabled it a while ago and I haven't re-enabled re it. Um, I should because I end up, my biggest time consumer in the evening is the weather app. I don't know why. I just like to scroll the weather app for like 30 minutes because I'm like, oh, is the rain going to change for tomorrow? Because I, I use it to be like, I'm just preparing for my exercise tomorrow morning, but it, the weather's not changing in 20 minutes of scrolling the weather app. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Not that. Not that. I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> with my life. <laughs> just like an existential crisis Jazzy has looking at the weather app before she goes to bed. <laughs> I feel like I do that with like my TikTok account a lot because I have a horrible tendency now that I've developed like a bigger following on that account to like really obsess over like the fine details of everything. But there are certain things you got to let go. Like I can't respond to every comment anymore because there's just too many people now. I used to like try to get that done, but now it would be really consuming and exhausting. So I try to like give myself some liberties there. Yeah. So that just concludes our talk about sleep. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us. And then maybe in a future episode, we can talk over some answers to them. But for now, let's just move on to roses, buds, and thorns. Thanks. Um, my rose is making it to the year 23 of existing on the planet. I'm happy I still exist. What about you, Jazzy? Oh, okay. I guess I do have one good thing that happened this week. I have actually established a routine. Um, finally, it, it took me long enough, so I'm I'm slowly getting it together. Now that I registered for classes yesterday, I've like started getting my sleep routine back together and waking up at a decent time and then taking my walks throughout the day again. So I feel a lot better now that I'm not in shambles all the time. <laughs> We do love our stability in this house. And what the bud? Hmm. Actually, I'm gonna do a thorn first. That way we like end on a positive note, you know? <laughs> um, my thorn would be having to drive with my cat tomorrow. I'm really nervous about that. Cause I hate having him in the cage that long. And his meows freak me out and they kind of distract me while I'm driving. And I almost got like in two accidents the last time. So I'm like nervous about doing it for eight hours straight this time. Cause that's like twice as long as I've ever driven before. And I've only been driving since January. So I just have driving anxiety in general. And I'm 
only, I've only had my cat for three weeks, so I also like don't have enough like control or knowledge about my cat to like feel like I have enough control over the situation. And the car is also really crowded, and I don't, haven't fully figured out how to manage all of my belongings and the cat at the same time because I still haven't like I did it on the way up here already, but coming into Orlando, I'm picking up more belongings from my mom, so. That's like more things in the car that I need to like Jenga and still make sure the cat can safely fit there. <laughs> I'm just a little, uh, I've been very on edge. I was like, like me and Jazzy chatted about that like before we started. But it's just kind of made me like a bit disassociated even to my own birthday. So I'm just, and a little bit to my own graduation too. So I'm still just very fixated on like moving and getting back to stability right now. I can't really like retain much of anything at the moment, but I'm excited to like, I'll get to that in my bud. What's your thorn, Jazzy? Okay, so my thorn this week is my runs have been going terribly. <laughs> she have. says with a smile. It's just funny because you said it with a smile because you're like excited that you saw the thorn. <laughs> yeah, I know. It took me a while, but they have been going so bad. I mean, like I keep trying to do them and then like I, I was trying to do a long run on Sunday. Sunday, yes. No, Sunday. Oh my god, I'm such a music nerd. I thought you meant like tuba music runs. You meant like physical runs. Oh, yes, running. (laughs) Running. (laughs) I was like, with my body. What music is like going bad for you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I like tried to do a long run and then it only lasted four and a half miles. And then on Saturday, my run was only about like a 5k too, because it was just too humid and hot. And like, I just can't right now. And then this week it's just raining on and off. And then it's super humid some more. And I just can't get myself to go out there. Like I'm thinking of phasing out of running. I'm running a half marathon in October. So my plan right now is maybe like phasing out of it for a few weeks and focusing on strength training just because that's what I like doing more and then slowly working my way back up to running when it becomes like more manageable temperature wise. So I might do that. I'll keep y'all posted. I'll let the homies know in the comment section down below. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh, not me forgetting we're on a podcast and there's people to keep posted. (laughs) But My bud for this week is the fact that I will, under God's traveling mercy, be in Baltimore in two days. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then my bud is that she's going to be in Baltimore, and I actually have a friend up here now. So I'm excited. <laughs> it's big hype. We get to be together. And we get to brunch together. That's like the first thing we'll do. Yes. If not helping me unpack brunch. (laughs) (laughs) Or both. Por que no los dos. Por que no los dos. (laughs) But I'm excited. Yeah. It's once I get there, it's going to be like a euphoria because it's not even like Baltimore needs to be nice at this point. I'm just going to be excited to have my own bed again. and be done with my post-grad nomad phase. It's getting frustrating. But, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for all the besties and homies that helped me out through this transitionary period. So I can't be mad at that. 
but I am very excited to be in my own home. Yay. So with that, um, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Share this with your friends and family. Keep listening. And yeah, so have a good week. Thank you so much for listening to Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at the Jazzy Tubist on Facebook and Instagram and at my website, jasminepiggott.com. And you can find me on Instagram as at radiant underscore trumpeter. Thank you for listening and see you next Thursday. Who was that? That was yeah. Basil. That was Basil. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- um, buds? Buds. I like big buds and I cannot lie.